you know, it is just different, but I think that's one of the foundational rules that I have is that you need to be kind of go with the flow and be flexible and note that, you know, if something's not working well, it means that you, it's time to tweak what you're doing because it's, it's not working for you right then. And so my second rule is don't forget your top priorities. And that really serves, um, you know, is foundational around the fact that we can only juggle so many things. Hi, you're listening to the Zantower Podcast. Hi, my name is Zan Tyler, and this podcast is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. Homeschooling is an exciting adventure we take with our children. One of the most challenging parts of this journey is choosing the curriculum you want to use. BJU Press Homeschool is a curriculum you can trust. All the books, resources, and videos have been designed with you and your child in mind. Their curriculum is educationally robust and rich, taking into account that children have different learning styles, strengths, and needs. Mom, you are in charge. BJU Press Homeschool is here to come alongside and support you. Do you need help with the teaching load, or is there a subject you just don't want to teach? Their amazing video courses are available for all grades and almost every subject. BJU Press Homeschool believes that homeschooling can produce a new generation of students who know God, love their neighbors, and stand firm in their faith. For more information, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. I'd like to welcome Christy Clover to our podcast today. Christy is from sunny San Diego and has a smile that will light up the town. She is the author of Mom, Master Organizer of Mayhem, and she's going to share with us today a lot of cleaning systems and hacks that allow you to keep your household under control while you're homeschooling to give you more time with your family and more time with friends. So please enjoy my conversation with Christy Clover. So today I'd like to welcome my dear friend, Christy Clover from Southern California. Christy's smile is as bright as the weather there, and she's so much fun. She's a podcaster and author, best-selling author and speaker, and just a delight to be with. She's also an efficiency expert, which, oh my goodness, do I ever need in my life? That's one of the reasons I love love Christy. She brings everything to me I don't have. So we are going to get started. Christy is also the author of MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem. And Christy, you have five precious children. So why don't you, you know what I'd love? I'd love for everybody to hear your story, how you got into homeschooling, and what was your crisis point that made you realize you had to organize your home? Ooh, two very good questions. Well, first, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's such a joy to be here with you because I get to look at your smiling faces when recording this. <laughs> so fun. So with homeschooling, we had a little journey. Um, I remember when we brought our first child home, holding in my arms and thinking, I want to homeschool. But then I got pretty overwhelmed with, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Who would homeschool their child? <laughs> you know, just all the different demands that are just scary that I know most families relate to. And then when it came time um, to put him into school, we had already been trying a private Christian preschool and we had pulled our kids, our two small boys out when they were three and four and thought, we're going to try out this homeschooling thing. So I bought a ton of curriculum 
And we were trying kindergarten curriculum with my three and four-year-old and I was overwhelmed and just thought this is craziness of stuck them back into private school. And then when we were ready to have Grant enter into kindergarten, he actually, uh, or we were, we were pregnant. We were pregnant with our third. And I thought who in their right mind would start homeschooling with a baby? So instead of that, we stuck them into public school and come the second year when it was going to be Grant in first grade and Blake in, in kindergarten, we decided like a few weeks in, this is, this is not for us. And we just felt God's call on our hearts to homeschool. So we pulled our kids out and we started our homeschool journey. And that time we started our homeschool journey with a toddler, which I've now since learned, you know, since having, you know, two more children that that's actually the hardest time to start homeschooling. <laughs> but, but we when they're moving, when they're on the move. <laughs> I know. No, you have this like picture perfect, like I will read on the couch with my children and it will be so joyous and Wade will be playing on the floor. And yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> it's just busy. So since then I have learned that we definitely have to have a plan for toddlers. And, you know, we, you know, not that it was like, oh, I had all had it all together and figured it out. But when we had our girls later on, I definitely went into homeschooling with a game plan for when we had our babies and toddlers and all those different ages. So I always encourage people just, you know, pull them out of school, start homeschooling, but just know you do have to have a game plan for the other children. Because so often we just plan our homeschool year and we forget about the family dynamics. Yes, that's so right. That's our homeschool story. So it is homeschooling. So you've got to have yeah. a plan for the schooling, but you do really need a plan for the home. So yes, one of my favorite quotes, um, of, I can't show it to everybody <laughs> listening, but I'm going to read it to you, is from Chris. Oh, I love you. Organization is about increasing the efficiency in our home so that we can maximize our time with our family and for other priorities. And I notice the more chaotic my house gets, the less time I have for my family and for other people. And so I want you to tell us, I think you had a situation that really caused you to redefine your view of home organization. Tell us about that. Is that the story you just told us about the toddler's? Actually, no, you have to go back a little further. So my quest to get organized came when we first moved to San Diego. And at the time, it was just, you know how people say, you know, it, it all went wrong. You know, like if it could have gone wrong, it went wrong. We had probably on every single front of our life, just complete chaos. My husband was um, traveling. He was a traveling salesman, <laughs> but he was traveling at the time. And uh, when we moved down here, he was covering two different territories. So he was gone a ton. Uh, we had Grant was a toddler. Blake was a brand new baby. And so I was trying to navigate, you know, having a home, um, you know, and trying to get us unpacked, trying to find a church, getting support. We had no support. And yet these two babies, and I mean, we had the flu go through, we had two or three emergency surgeries between Steve and I, and just everything you can imagine. So I was kind of at a breaking point. And my funny little story was that the house that we moved into, we moved into a little too early. So they weren't done with the house. So we had no doors, no hot water. And uh, it was just crazy, like no heat. And we moved in in February and granted we're in San Diego. So it wasn't like we were freezing, but you know, I had two babies that I needed to keep warm. And so I was just getting frustrated and I was trying to be really polite. So this one morning 
you know, you know, stress comes out in different ways. So I'm, I was trying to nurse my little guy and unfortunately my phone was next to me. So I'm trying to nurse, my baby's crying, Grant's, you know, running around. And I called my contractor and I told him, I'm like, you know what? I try to be a good Christian and be really polite and patient but I've about had it. I'm like, do you hear that? That is my baby crying because I am so stressed out that my milk will not let down. <laughs> so the poor guy, he's like, we'll send people over. So we did. And we, he came over, he started, you know, fixing things. <laughs> I guilted him into it. But the funny moment was when I got back after I had stopped bawling. Um, cause I just left the house cause I just needed a break and to get out of the house. And, um, and he was, he was very polite. He's like, I'm so sorry. We put you through that. And he, he's like, so, but how is your milk? <laughs> you know, embarrassing moments. You don't fully think through when you're, when you're, when you're saying, having a meltdown. Upset. Right. Right. I was having a complete meltdown, but it really truly was a defining moment for me. I had reached this, this bottom level where I kind of bottomed out and I realized I can't control a lot of things happening in our life at the moment. I couldn't control having, you know, our house fixed. And when the team would get there, I couldn't control my husband's schedule, but I could try to start, you know, taking control of the things that I did um, have a responsibility over. And so part of that for me was getting on top of our home because it just felt completely out of control. And it was one of those things where when you decide two babies into life and years of marriage under your belt that you have a lot of stuff. And so that's kind of when I started my journey. And organization does not come naturally to me. I actually see I think highly that's efficient. I think that's okay. good for people to hear because yeah. when you hear that you're an, a, an organizational and efficiency expert, I think, okay, well, that's your natural gifting. So I'm off the hook. <laughs> you are totally off the hook. No, it's, it was, it's been a learned thing and I've learned to glean from other people. So I started doing research and reading books and asking questions, but I will say that the people that I went to who were naturally organized didn't get me. Like I could not use their organizational tactics. Like my girlfriend's like, just make an appointment with yourself. And I'm like, yeah, my appointment <laughs> on my calendar with myself. I'm like, yeah, myself would rather go do something else than organize papers. <laughs> so and then you have I've to find your calendar. Time. Even when it's on your phone, you got to find <laughs> your phone, right? Yeah, well, back then I, we didn't have the whole iPhone. Hmm. <laughs> with everything yeah, you on did have phone. to find your calendar, right? <laughs> I really did. So yeah, but that's kind of our story. And so I've kind of, I approach organization differently than a lot of people. Cause I've had to figure out how to create hacks and efficiency hacks really um, to make things simpler for myself and to make me actually do it. So in order for me to get it done, I have to have systems in place. And so I just have been tweaking different systems through, um, through the years. And it's been funny to see how people are like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. So let me figure it out. <laughs> so, all right. So let me ask you this, Christy, you have 10 foundational rules about your home. Um, can you share those with us? so that maybe it will help us. It might be a little bit too late for me, but maybe it'll help all the moms out there with kids still at home. You're so cute. All right. Well, my number one thing, and I think what is, I think does set, you know, my style apart from others is that I use a technique that I call the glean and tweak technique. So you're gleaning from others and you're tweaking it to work for you. And I think that's what's important. It's when we are trying to like take someone out, what's working for someone and just doing it ourselves. 
that doesn't take into account your style, your family's, the season that your family's in, because some of our systems worked amazingly well when my kids were little. And then they get broken through the years because either we're not implementing them well, or they just need to be tweaked because we're just in a different season of life. And the kids are teenagers instead of toddlers. Right. 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 And they're out of the house all the time. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. who's doing the dishes? I'm like, I guess no one's been home today. It's me. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. All my helpers. (laughs) But, you know, it is just different. But I think that's one of the foundational rules that I have is that you need to be kind of go with the flow and be flexible and note that, you know, if something's not working well, it means that it's time to tweak what you're doing because it's, it's not working for you right then. And so my second rule is don't forget your top priorities. And that really serves, um, you know, is foundational around the fact that we can only juggle so many things. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be really picky about what we choose to juggle. So we, you know, something's going to fall. So if you pick the balls to set aside for a while, so you can focus on your top priorities. So in the book, I go into detail about kind of how we've figured out different priorities. Even when you think through where does homeschooling fit in? Where does home organization fit in? Where do sports and other activities fit in? Um, And how do you, I mean, prioritizing your time with the Lord. I mean, those are all really important things. So figuring out which, what your top priorities are. So that's neuro dose. Every, and every (laughs) family is so different. I know my boys loved sports and our sports schedule would have driven some people crazy when they were teenagers because they played so, they played multiple sports, sometimes at the same time on different teams. Wow. But you know, it's a priority for us. So you make it work. That's not something that everybody wants to make work, but you're so, so right. You choose for your family, you know, what your priority is. Okay. I interrupted you. Number three. Oh, you're fine. (laughs) I have to go through so many that (laughs) feel free to interrupt. (laughs) So number three in the book is take baby steps. And that's really the, you know, the thought of slow and steady wins the race. I think so often, especially in home organization, people are like, I need to organize my whole house. (laughs) So yes, but, you know, take a tiny little thing and organize that first. So I try to, you know, help people understand how do you pick a project? You know, how do you break down that project? So you can take little bites here and there and just go slow, slowly through it. And then as you have success in finishing one project, then take on another project and break that down into smaller chunks so that you can actually get it done. And it's encouraging because when you are actually completing that project and when you're doing the small steps, then voila, you feel awesome and you want to go take on more projects. Um, So that's number three. Number four is do your worst thing first. Um, So attacking those projects that we put off, that kind of goes to that Mark Twain saying of, um, you know, first thing in the morning, eat the frog and nothing else in your day (laughs) will be as bad as that. So that is kind of where that rule comes from. Number five is everybody's favorite because it's clear the clutter. And so in that one, I'm really attacking our relationship with clutter. And so Nadi, I go into further detail later in the book about how to actually declutter. I mean, that's kind of the buzzword decluttering. But this one, I want people to think through like, why are they so attached to their stuff? And, you know, what is that? Because oftentimes we have an emotional attachment. We have a financial attachment. So we have a lot of different reasons. So it's important to really look at why are we collecting these things? Um, Number six is get your groove on. That's one of our favorite ones. We do a lot of dancing in our family. 
And so that's really looking at routines and habits and kind of learning how to have a flow to your day. And number seven is plan ahead. And eight is ask for help. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yes, because we don't want to always ask for help because we feel like we're admitting we're failures, but you're just smart enough to know you need help. Absolutely. And I've done that in the form of pray. (laughs) Yes. Like, can you, can you please pray for me? Because I'm kind of losing my mind right now. (laughs) And and it's it's amazing when you pray the resources or the people the Lord will send to you when you think it's an unsolvable situation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, but we have to be vulnerable because people can't read our minds. And sometimes God will just bring help when you need it, but other times he'll bring help because you've reached out. Yes. And um, that's right. so that's what, and one of my rules on that one is you have to accept help when offered. And that's a tough one when you're the author of a book that says that, because I had a girlfriend actually throw that in my face once. Cause she's like, do you want me to come over and help? I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. And I really wasn't. And she's like, but you say that you have to accept help when offered. And I'm like, mm. You're right. I do. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of came back to bite me. Um, then the two last ones are kind of easy from the standpoint, not easy in implementation, but number nine is don't eat of the bread of idleness. Cause sometimes it's laziness. That's the problem and not getting on top of things. There are seasons for that. Um, but sometimes we, we allow the season to last a little longer than it should. And then number 10 is stick with it. So stickiness. So you want, you know, as moms, we do sticky things. We deal with sticky all the time, but just stick with it. It is not a magic, you know, the laundry doesn't stay done. The dishes don't stay clean. We're, um, you know, we're ebbing and flowing through our whole day. And so it's important to just, yeah, just stick to itness. Well, you know, the <laughs> other thing is that sometimes we're, we become idle because we're paralyzed. We're so overwhelmed. We don't know where to start. So that's why I love your 10 steps. That's why I love your book is that it gives somebody like me a place to start. And it encourages me that if I start and take the baby steps, then eventually I can finish. So, um, so I've got another question for you. So this is hilarious. So Chrissy and I, um, (laughs) about a month or two ago, just did a a live event together. It was a huge live event, um, for homeworks and, uh, bjupresshomeschool.com. And so I was interviewing Christy and we were talking about home organization and the thing we got the most feedback from Christy that you talked about were laundry hacks and laundry help because as homeschool moms, it seems like we're all dying under a pile of laundry. And so share with us what you say about how to take care of laundry in your family. All right. So I, 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 it's been a while since I used this acronym, so we'll see if I remember. (laughs) Um, But I have an acronym and I call it SMART. So approaching our laundry the smart way. Um, So number one is to separate, um, if you have to separate your laundry properly. So if you have two kids, same, you know, same sex kids, close in age, separate their laundry. Um, I have my two oldest are 17 months apart and my two youngest and they're boys and my two youngest are girls who are two years apart and pretty much in the same size clothes. So it's really tough because you spend all this extra time at the end of your load separating out laundry. And in fact, I just ran into mom who um, at a homeschool convention, she's like, that was the best advice I have ever had. And it's funny how just something so small 
because that will save you so much time. So number one is to separate. Uh, number two, so now I'm like, hmm, what did I say for all of these? <laughs> I should go grab my, my laundry hacks. Thing. Well, I'll, I'll just share a few of them and then I'll, I'll, I'll have to post it somewhere. I'll give it to you the link somewhere. That's um, great. But yes. Um, but make sure that you are setting a timer for your dryer. So I do try to have um, our kids, everybody's assigned a day. That's what works in our family. And there's a little bit of motivation there. Cause if you don't finish on in one day, somebody else is coming over the next day <laughs> to start their loads. Um, but the best way to do that is to set timers. And my new way is not just to set a timer in the kitchen, but I actually use my Apple watch or my iPhone. Um, and so I just tell myself that, you know, like it'll pull up like 40 minutes and the dryer will be done or the washer, but it keeps me on top of it because then I have to be aware of, okay, time for me to go change that. Cause sometimes we just forget, we get busy and we totally forget. Um, okay. So the, let me ask you a okay, question. So when you say that everybody has a day, are they just doing their own laundry mm -hmm. or are they doing, doing the own. family laundry? No, they're doing okay. their own. So own everybody laundry. in my house does their own laundry. That's um, that starts uh, fairly young. Uh, my youngest is eight. Uh, my oldest is 20 and very efficient at laundry. <laughs> but, uh, but my youngest is eight. And so when they're tinier than that, I'll have them help me start their load. And actually one of the things that, so I'm still doing that laundry for Caitlin or Ashlyn on their specific days, but I'm helping them with the process. Um, but the, what I, one of my little fun little hacks is that I paid my older boys to fold the girls laundry. And, um, so I was like, you know what, I would pay somebody else to do this. So why not pay them? And so Absolutely. there were often days when, you know, that didn't happen. And so I got to do it myself. I didn't pay myself, but I could have a good cup of coffee. <laughs> but yeah, but my other huge laundry hack is, um, to have small loads. And that's why doing laundry weekly is really important. The smaller the load, the easier it is to fold and put away. It's when you have the mount laundry, like that mountain of laundry, that's yes. overwhelming. So like you yes. were saying, it's like completely stifling. Like you just can't, you don't even know where to start. So if you have a humongous pile of laundry to get through and you've sorted it into, um, I actually sort by temperature. So that was tea. <laughs> so I know tea <laughs> was temperature. Um, so sorting by temperature, I have all my kids wash their clothes on cold. That's just what we do. We wash our clothes on cold. Um, I actually do wash our clothes on different temperatures because I'm older and I sort into right, three piles. Right. Yes. Um, but I do sort my piles by temperature. So with, you know, so bleeders are going to go in the cold. Um, and so when I'm doing that, I might break our, especially the, the darks or the cold items. We tend to have a lot of those because those tend to be the bulkier things like jeans. Um, so I'm splitting that into small loads. So sometimes I'll have two loads of, of each of my three things if I've waited more than a week, <laughs> but I'm still making them small. Um, because then I can pull them out of the dryer. And that's my other big thing is my, the A <laughs> is to avoid the iron. Um, so one of the key things is to fold the laundry straight out of the dryer or and bring hangers into the room. Um, so I will bring hangers in and, you know, pull the shirts out. Anything that's getting hung up is going straight onto the hanger. So the less touch you have, it sounds funny. They'll say that in even decluttering and different things, like you want to have systems where you're not like handling things multiple times. So for me to, 
take it straight out of the dryer and put it into a, the, you know, the proper stack of clothes um, and then put it straight onto the hanger instead of having to bring all the clothes upstairs and hang them there. It just, it simplifies. And there's days when that doesn't work and that's okay. But if you can get into those habits and those routines, it's so much easier, especially the hanger thing for me was big. So when I started that bringing my hangers down, oh, and uh, okay, so here's my hack when I travel Ooh, yes. is um, and even at home is downy wrinkle release because it Ooh. works as well as ironing. So there you go. Ooh. My one little my one little tip for Christy Clover. Take it. Oh no, I will take it. I love that. So you actually travel with it too? Mm-hmm. I have a little travel bottle and sometimes I'm spraying it on myself as I walk out the door to go to meetings or whatatever because my clothes have gotten wrinkled. So it's pretty amazing yes. stuff. It's magical. Awesome. <laughs> yes, I'll have to get some for Steve because he travels. Yes. Uh, he, his little hack when he's traveling. <laughs> Is he'll stick a suit at the opposite end of the shower and he just turns it on hot and lets it steam out. So there you go. That's I'm right. Like, that works in too. my brain. That's terrifying. <laughs> I'm like, it would fall off the hanger. Something would go wrong. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I want to ask you um, one or two more questions before we wrap this oh, yeah. up. Real quick, we all hear about Mom's Night Out. There's even been a movie made to that effect, but you talk about a Mom's Night In. What is that? Yes. So Mom's Night In, um, there's, I think it's actually christyclover.com, Mom's Night In. Um, I give all this information about how for as moms to get together and glean from one another. So a Mom's Night In is meant to be a night where you come and enjoy time. So somebody hosts, it can be as simple as possible. I have tips for hosting um, and even little videos for people to watch, but it's really supposed to be simple. So you come together and you're like, hey, like, I can't get on top of laundry. What are you guys doing that works? And so sharing those thoughts and ideas, because there is so much power in numbers, (laughs) like the fact that other moms have possibly gone through what you're going through. And the key with Moms Night In that I really love is when people incorporate a recipe swap. So bring your top five easy, it has to be easy, (laughs) easy, kid-friendly meals, and then do a quick little recipe swap. And it just we love getting new recipes. In fact, it's funny. I was thinking the other day, a lot of times when I get new recipes, it's the ones that people have brought me when we had kids or surgeries or hard times when, when people are bringing something over, because it's usually a pretty easy meal. Cause you got to throw it together for another family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so fabulous to just get together with other moms and, and learn about what are you doing that works. And so that's what a mom's night in is meant to be is it's meant to be a time when moms come together and encourage one another and try to help one another with, you know, attacking the different things that are going on in their home. That's good. That's great. Because we do need each other. And uh, so that fellowship is, even if it's around talking about our cleaning hacks, is really vital to our sustenance as people. Um, So, all right. So one more thing, and I love your book, MOM, Masters of Mayhem. Um, What would be the main point you want readers to take away from this book and really from your life? Because your life is in this book. Oh, absolutely. I kind of laugh and I'm like, I think this is my coping mechanism like, mm-hmm. on the display for the world to see. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do I bring chaos, you know, bring order to chaos? Um, my number one thing with the book is I want people to see that 
you can give yourself grace. Like I talk about it throughout the book. I didn't want this to be a book that you pick up and you feel guilty because you can't put everything together. It's so easy to go through. It's easy to just take a few little things here and a few little things there and feel like you can have success. But I tell moms that, you know, we're not meant to organize if we're in the middle of some really hard times where that's not your priority. And that's what people need to understand is there's just times when you have to give yourself grace and things just aren't going to come together. It's going to be a little messy and that's okay. As long as we have our priorities straight and we are, there's, I mean, I will say that there's times in our lives where things are so chaotic that like, I have to get on top of the house that, you know, when, when my father-in-law passed away, that was a season where it was just like, you know what, we just need to mourn. And that was okay. So I really hope that people will just take this book as just something that will be a blessing to them, that will give them some really great hacks for their home, and yet that they will just feel the grace infused into it. Well, your life is so infused with grace and love and hope and joy. It really comes out on every page of your book. Uh, And I just want to encourage people, that quote we read at the beginning, we're doing all this not to have beautiful homes necessarily, although, you know, that's a worthy goal, but we're doing it to increase the efficiency around us so that we can focus on our families and so that we can focus Mm -hmm. on our homeschooling and focus on the needs of other people. And I think that's a a really good reason to be more organized. And um, so as for me, after working at home all my life and homeschooling for 21 years, I just have all this stuff I've never had an office or never had a schoolroom where I put anything. So I'm really, I'm learning as I go and in enjoying your organizational tips. Joe has to help me implement them, but we're doing it as a team. So that's <laughs> how is it teamwork? <laughs> <laughs> well, Christy, where can people find you if they want to find out more information from you or get your book? Oh, well, everything can be found at christyclover.com. That's Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I and Clover, just like a four-leaf clover. So christyclover.com, if you go to like the forward slash store, you can find different courses that I have, um, also links to the book. So you can find the book wherever. And the courses are amazing, by the way. I'm in the middle of taking one now. So they're great. Oh, that's so fun. That's right. I forgot you're doing the home masterclass. Yes. Yes, that is the one. And and I actually, that one um, is getting, uh, it's getting built out. So I have a home organization made easy masterclass and I have interviews that I'm setting up with some um, really amazing home organizers and just people who are, you know, that's what they do. And so I need help bringing people in to continue to help teaching all of us. So I'm excited about that one. So you can find that at our store as well. That's great. Well, Christy, thank you so much for being with us here today. The only regret I have is that people can't see your smile, but we can hear it in your voice. (laughs) And we just thank you that you have such a passion for helping families find their sweet spot in terms of living together and loving together. So thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Okay, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was encouraging and inspiring for you. If you would like more information, you can find me at zantyler.com. Until next time, see you later.